Shalom Aleichem, sisters and brothers. We are standing in a very rough time, in a very conflicting position. There is a great danger that hovers above heads of people. We can see that, we cannot ignore that. We see that there is a horrible plague going around the world and a horrible, horrible It's like a civil war for, for the whole na all nations at once. All the people around the world are, are fighting. And you have sides on every argument, in on every argument, in every discussion. You have opinions, you have methods, you have ways, you have traditions, you have, you have assumptions, you have logic, you have faith, you have you have hearts, you have minds, you have evil people, you have good people. In every situation we see that the poor people are suffering, we see that there is a horrible, horrible bloodshed in the world, we see that thousands of people are being killed and murdered on daily basis, we see governments are fighting and hiding and we see social media and regular media is being held in the hands of people that their intentions are not all pure. We see wars because of money, wars for control, for power, for passion, and even so to speak, pure evil, a concept that for sure is wrong because there is nothing pure in evil but isolated and divided and sifted evil that is evil itself without no blending of good in it exists in the world as well. And we, <coughs> people of the world, we are here suffering from this crazy pain, from that horrible sorrow, trying to figure out our way in this domestic situation, from great pain, and trying to find comfort, love and support. in the arms of the ones that we would hope, that we would expect for them to be the leaders of our generation. They will be the spiritual guides, the mentors, the teachers, the all kinds of inspirational speakers. We would expect them to come and to protect us, to heal us, to, to cover us with their wings, to hide us. But we see that instead of doing that holy work, like we would hope they will, we see people 
in different masks. We see normal people. We see good people. Some of them are just afraid. We see also coward. cowards and people that are scared to fight for their flock, for their followers. Also, we can see liars. We can also see evil people who are pretending to be righteous, to be pure, and doing the total opposite and betraying their people, taking advantage of their people, abusing their people, sucking the life and the blood and, and the last drops of hope and, and happiness from their people, from their followers. Hard and harsh things are taking place in our days. And we are all part of that picture. We are all part of that reality. And for the sake of the truth, we must understand that when you see your commander, your leader drops the ball, it's time for you to take over and to lead the rest of your unit, of your soldiers, of your friends, of your siblings, to victory, no matter what. When Abraham went in that morning to pray to God and to talk to him, saw a huge pillar of smoke rising above Sodom and those huge cities of sinners and evil, he realized that the angels were about to destroy and to kill thousands and thousands of people. He had to fight for those people. And he went to God and talked to Him and prayed, explained to Hashem, to the Creator, that we don't want to see no blood, that we want to see a salvation, that we don't want people to die. But then he heard the voice of God telling him, those are sinners. Have you seen the horrible things that they have done? Of course, Abraham had to admit it's the truth. Hashem, based on the truth, revealing the real justice that was about to take place under Midat Hadin of judgment, by that attribute of judgment that is judging between good and bad, seeing the sinner as an evil, seeing the righteous, the person who makes good things as a righteous man, as a positive person, and the judgments, the opinion was based on judgment of the Creator Himself, revealed to Abraham that they, those sinners, must be killed. Abraham could not stand that. And he knew that under that layer that the Creator is now presenting of judgment, there is a merciful Father. There is a kind and loving Creator that knows our inclinations, that knows exactly what we're going through and how hard it is to be a good person, how many things distract our thoughts and how many fears are possessing our spirit 
disturbing our minds from being honest and sincere and good and kind and, and simple. And Abraham aimed to that inner layer of mercy and said to Hashem, to the Creator, but let's say that there are 50 righteous people in that city. Maybe by the merit of those 50, you will save the rest of the people. So Hashem told him, you know what? I'll accept your word. I'll accept your request. If I'm going to find 50 righteous people, I'm going to spare all the life of all the people that are there. Abraham, in that moment, realized he was aiming too low. Maybe he could not find 50 people. Maybe there are less. Now because of his mistake that he chose the number 50, all the city will be gone. Abram said to Hashem, And if there are going to be 40, excuse me for asking. Please forgive me for asking. But let's say that there are going to be only 40. Immediately Hashem said, You know what, if there are going to be 40, I'm going to spare the life of all the rest of the Again, same situation. Abram realized, okay, so I achieved something. I'm now closer to the goal I was hoping for. But let's say that there wouldn't be 40 people. Hashem will not find 40. Because of my mistake now, all the rest of the people will die. So he said to Hashem, and if there are going to be only 30, Hashem said, you know what, for 30, I'm going to spare the rest. Abraham said, maybe there are going to be 20 people. Maybe for 20 people. For 20 people, you won't save the cities. Abraham said, I will. No problem. I'm with you all the way. And then Abraham again realized, I was aiming too low. And he asked Hashem, but if there are going to be only 10 righteous people, couldn't you please spare the rest of the cities, the rest of the people, all those souls that are out there for 10 people and he was so happy 10 people 10 righteous people it's such a tiny amount tiny number Jem said you know what i'm going to follow that as well if i'm going to find 10 righteous people in that city in those two cities i will save the lives of all the rest of the city all the rest of the people by the merit of those 10 and that's where they're conversation finished and then Hashem went down the angels went down and they saw that there were no ten righteous people in the cities and then fire came down from the ground and fire came down from the sky and burnt those completely only Noah and his two daughters escaped I'm sorry, Lot and his two daughters escaped. Those were the only two, three people, three people that been escaped. Lot, the brother-in-law of Abraham, and his two daughters. I learned only one thing from that story. I know for sure that the intention of Abraham was pure. I know for sure that Abraham aimed to the highest level of them all. But I can also see that Abraham could not recognize the potential of saving the world 
not even for one righteous person. Just saving the world for the sake of the goodness of the Creator, even if we're all wrong, even if we are all not righteous enough, that the world will be redeemed for us. And the simple evidence for that is that it's written on Abraham's property that Hashem was <coughs> seen to him Beshem Shaddai, Shem Shaddai, Shin, Dalet, and Yud. And that name, Shaddai, is a holy name and is one of the names of Hashem, one of the most holiest names of them all, but still it's a much lower level of a name, means that the spiritual ability of Abraham was lower than the spiritual ability of Moses, because Moses was seeing Hashem in the name Yud Kivavke, in the name of Hashem, Havaya Baruchu. And that name means the level of the achievement, of the spiritual ability to grasp, to see Hashem with no screens, with no separations, with no curtains. The level that Moses achieved was much higher than the level of Abraham, even though that Abraham in his generation was grasping and seeing and understanding and realizing and following and seeing Hashem in the highest level that ever been seen until his day, until his days. But Moses achieved Hashem in a higher level than that. And the Mashiach, he will see Hashem even in a higher level than Moses. And it doesn't mean that Moses was better than Abraham or that the Mashiach will be better than Moses. There is no competition. We are learning the other. It can be that a person now that will sit and learn math, will sit and learn Gemara, Talmud, will sit and learn any profession, he will become much wiser and he will be able to achieve higher levels and deeper understandings than the great sages and the geniuses of earlier generations. And it's not because that he is wiser than them or gifted than them. It's only because that they worked so hard and built an amazing platform that he was able to use and to enjoy from and to grow upon their achievements, to enjoy everything that they earned and left for the next generations. And this is why we need to come to the deepest and the highest realization of what Hashem really wants from us. Because we are the last ones. We are the lost tribes. We are the ones who are coming back home. We are those ones that are being fined by Hashem. When I started my tshuva process, I was secular. I was so far from Hashem 
in those days, I didn't look for Hashem. At least I didn't know that I'm looking for Hashem. When I was 17, when I was 18 years old, I was all into lust and desires, into my fears, into my pressures, into my body. I was not keeping Shabbat, I was not following God, I was not praying to Hashem, I was not doing tshuva, I was not confessing, I was not making kiddush, I was not serving God in no way, I was not celebrating the high, highly holy days. I wouldn't do any of those things at all. I was riding my bike, I was driving my jeep, I was smoking weed, I was drinking alcohol, I was dating women, I was clubbing with my friends, I was partying. And I was scared and I was afraid. And then I started to feel something inside of me that a certain voice, my conscience was talking to me and telling me, hey, listen, something not happy. It's not going nowhere. You're betraying yourself. You're following other people's opinion. You are living your life in an external way. You're pretending to be something you're not. You're not being honest. You're not being truthful. You want a different life. You want a purpose to your life. And that voice was so loud, was so strong, was so powerful for me that it pulled me out of my darkness to start searching my true self. And after a long journey of searching and reading many books and, 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 and talking many deep conversations, thank God the internet was very, very slow and weak in those days, so I couldn't fall into the trap of internet. I was really into books and, and learning from wise people. And I went to see, like, I, I met hundreds of people and talking and consulting and I was searching and learning and... I went to libraries and opened books, hundreds of books. And I read them from A to Z, from right to left, from, from right to left because it's Hebrew. You read it from the right to the left. Doing the best that I could to find the real truth, I learned many kinds of, of, of um, Eastern um, ways of, of healing and and in the end of that journey, I found myself as a Jewish person looking for Hashem, who is recognizing a soul, a godly soul within, within myself, recognizing the voice of my soul. Even in the darkest hours, when it was totally blend with foreign voices, dark forces that were surrounding me and I recognized that flaming light goodness that was shining from within as the truth and I followed it and then I found myself inside Judaism and I started learning Torah and I grabbed the Bible and I read it and all the 24 books of the holy prophets all the amazing scripts and then I started learning the oral Torah and I went from one yeshiva to the other and I learned from many rabbis and every single one of them I asked all my questions and I was super honest in my path. And then I found Hashem. But the real truth is that Hashem found me and not that I found Him. We're the ones that are being and as an act of dignity and loyalty to Hashem that found us, that spoke to us from the darkness, 
through the clouds, from the fog, from behind the curtains, He was calling us from those deep and low and broken places that our bodies crash into. He called us and saved us. So as an act of loyalty and dignity to Him that did such a wonder with us, there is only one purpose for our lives right now, and it's to go and save others. That's the only purpose that we have in our lives, to go and save the rest of our siblings, and not by the merit of our actions, and not by the greatness of our deeds, not at all, just because of the Creator's loving kindness that is hovering upon us all and revives us until today. Because I didn't came back to Hashem because of my greatness or my holiness or my purity. Only because of His mercifulness, of His kindness, of His unconditional love, to show love to someone that was 100% far away from Him, totally to the other direction, pulled me out of complete darkness to show me His unconditional love. And based on that, I will cross the sea and climb the highest mountains and walk into those abandoned lands and knock on all the doors and call all the people, aim to all the hearts to wake them up to recognize their true selves, their true souls. And you, the righteous ones, the blessed ones, that you have been blessed from heaven, to listen to those simple words of mine, to hear those simple, honest talks. You find similarity with my character, with my personality, to your souls, to your spirits. And therefore you are obligated, as I am, to follow that inner light and to go and save the world and redeem all the souls, that there will be no one left behind. And there's not enough time it's a waste of time to talk about people who disagree and people who choose to argue with us and to fight with us. Poor people who are drowned in complete darkness, suffering from low self-esteem, living their lives in horrible darkness of criticism, hatred, and sadness, self-blame, self-persecutions, horrible, horrible, dark lifestyle. We have mercy for them and we pray for their salvation. But we are here on a mission to go and save lives of wounded and broken and scratched and torn ones, our siblings in spirit, all the souls of Adam and Eve, all the people who godliness is carved into their structure, into their bodies from a divine soul, from the soul of Hashem. We are those ones that have been sent to save them, to redeem them, to remind them of their greatness, of their glory, of their inner connection to the one and only, that loving kindness is the only character line that can be described for their greatness. Hashem, the creator of the universe, Himself, that is above all, the one and only, 
the source of love, love itself, the source of truth, the real truth, the truth itself, the kindness itself, the goodness. We are His children. We are His reflections. And we are here to reflect that light to the next level and from that level to the next. To wake up everyone to believe in themselves that they can also wake up all the rest to believe in themselves that they can also believe in themselves and go and wake up the rest. And the circles are expanding greatly. And I'm counting on you. And you're my messengers. And I bless you. And I put my hands up on your heads and upon your minds and upon your hearts for you to be blessed completely to go and complete the mission to deliver the light to the world with no exceptions. To send the light to four wings of the universe until there will be no one left behind. Thank you. And may the Creator answer all our prayers today. Ba'agalau v'zman kariv v'nomar amen. Shum davar v'lo yatsoti Ah